I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. This is Dog Years and Timestamps. A movie podcast. Oh, yeah. Goodfellas. Dude, I was reading a little bit about the, just like Henry Hill after after I finished the movie. Oh, yeah. And the book made me think that it was dope, but um, I'm pretty sure that he just like was still selling drugs and like in witness protection. And then right. he gets like kicked out of witness protection in the late 90s and then like. Or maybe not even the late nineties, but in the nineties he gets kicked out of witness protection and him and his like wife divorce and uh and then he's like in jail and then he gets out of jail and I was listening to the sixty minutes and then I interviewed but I didn't get far mm-hmm. into it. But uh, I didn't get that far with following up on Henry mm-hmm. Hill. The only thing that I know is what's in the, you know, um as in every based on a true story film, there's the, you know, before the credits thing while the you know outro music is still rolling where they just have you know words on the screen mm-hmm. talking about what happened to the people afterwards or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and um all that i know is just what's in that instance of mm-hmm. it where like in 87 he gets caught for trafficking back in seattle yeah where uh, he was in witness protection right I don't know about that much. It doesn't say so in the film. Mm, um, well, that's what we know now. I think. <laughs> uh, it, it, but then, it, but then in that same like post credit card uh, credits card uh, is uh, it says, but then but he's been clean since. But I mean, the film was Wink. released in ninety, so that's like three years of being clean, maybe. Yeah. But then, obviously, like you said, then he gets kicked out of the witness protection program in the nineties. That's something I bad, didn't know yeah. anything about because he just can't give it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was just for selling drugs and stuff too. Yeah. And uh, then he had to do time just being for addicted it. to the hustle. Yeah, I mean, then, if that's all you know, like that's your job, and that's how you make money. Like, right? Yeah. What are, what are you gonna do? What else? Even are you gonna if you're do? getting a government stipend, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he was getting while he was in witness protection program. You feel yeah, like that's what I thought happened is that he was like, a like I was trying to informant. scheme a way to like get into organized crime so that I can then become an informant and live in the witness protection program and just have all my shit paid for me. That's yeah. my new fucking scheme. We you'd can't have, be friends anymore, but like, that's my new scheme. Yeah, you'd have to do some time. Yeah. In uh, I have to get into it hard. In the Sopranos, they that's like if they kill like there is somebody that they kill. I won't say who, mm-hmm. but. uh like later when they're talking to his wife, they're like, "Fucking blank is in witness pr- witness protection." It's like, how do you know that? Like, I guess like they they he, they killed him. They know that he's not in that, but that's the right. lie that they told everybody because it's like, oh well, he disappeared without a trace. Right. It's yeah. just like witness protection. Yeah, I guess so in a like, world he's gonna where on us. now we got to be extra careful, right. extra loyal. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great business tactic. Yeah, to I could see it to whack that. someone. And then get everybody believing that they're in witness protection. And so you eliminate what you perceive to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And then reinforce the idea of not rocking the boat by everybody else by convincing them. They're in witness protection program. So we have to be fucking careful. And don't you fucking slip at all because that motherfucker is going to, you know, fuck you. Because he went into witness protection program. That's like right. a oh yeah, because you're waiting. Like, yeah, you're like yeah, double yeah. dipping on the deed there. You know, you're killing two mm-hmm. birds with one stone. Yeah, and then you're using it to your advantage. Yeah, that's what are you a wise guy or something? <laughs> that's my that's my attempt at the accent. Um, I also read that De Niro and the guy that plays the main character, who I don't know the actor's Ray name, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. That Ray Liotta listened to interviews like 
I think court test, he, he listened to uh, recordings of Henry Hill to try and get the accent down mm-hmm. and um De Niro talked to him to and asked him questions about his friend because his friend uh, Jimmy Jimmy yeah was in uh was in the in the clink and right. <laughs> but, uh, but and Jimmy was supposed to get out in 2003 like the movie said but then I googled it. It's two thousand two or two thousand three. I think it said oh three. So I was like, shit, we're way past that. So I googled what he's doing now, and he died in ninety six. I think. Mm. Um, in obviously, well, while it he was, was incarcerated, a, but he had to, it he, was Polly that was due to be out like in two thousand four. Um, well, but at, po- at which point he would be like ninety seven or something like that. Polly was the yeah. Po- uh, Polly was the, boss. Like the big boss, but yeah, I think he died too. I think I read about both of them. I think they both died. Um. They did both die. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think they both died like in the in the in the in the clink, in the pen pen tinch. Um, I know yeah. that I know that mm-hmm. his friend did in uh, in like um, ninety six or whatever. Uh, the Jimmy the Conway character. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But uh, I forgot what happened to Pauly. That's the only way I can say his name in my Pauly. head. Yeah, Pauly. Yeah. Um, one uh, there were two characters in the movie that were in The Sopranos, which was really cool for me because I feel like it was extra cool for the people acting in The Sopranos. They're like, "Oh shit, y'all were in Goodfellas," because they, you know, right, Sopranos yeah. was after Goodfellas. But um, it was uh, one of the guys in like the beginning. I swear he was another Pauly, but that was mm-hmm. like a joke that they're all There's Pete and Paulies. Yeah, <laughs> and, a lot uh, of Peters, a lot of Pauls. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, he was one of the ones that had just had sleek back here. And when like I think they were in like a. It's, it wasn't a locker room. They don't have locker rooms. But they were in some sort of situation where it was extra chill because he was like in a shirt. He was in like his, uh, they're not overalls, but like he had suspenders in his pants and like mm-hmm. no shirt on under. But like yeah. the, the little part underneath like the bow tie, like whatever that like neck cuff thing is or whatever. I feel like he right, had that top yeah, thing yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the guys that's a, his name is Paulie in, uh, in, um, the Sopranos, mm. and then the kid that is their waiter when they're playing cards, spider. they get sh- thank you, Spider, and he gets shot and killed. Yeah. Spoiler alert! But uh, he was also in this is is a huge main character in the Sopranos. Yeah. He's uh, he's mm-hmm. uh, Chris, and Chris was the guy that I told you that oh shit, no, you better not say it. But he was the guy that was made. It's a like a, that they, that fucking no, show ended like in two thousand and two, dude. Yeah, you came can... out in the two thousands. No, no. Say whatever you um, want. <laughs> Yeah, but he was. He was I remember made. Dakota getting in trouble for watching it late at night. Like that's how old that show is. It's not. Oh, a- <laughs> he was watching it. That's cool. He would try to catch it like really late at night when it came on, like every nice. now and then. Nice. And he would get in trouble every now and then. Oh well, because we were children. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's how old chance. that show is, and so like spoilers are like free game at that right. point. Yeah. Um. I was uh one of the first things I think I said. Like dude, a Darth I, Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Oh my god, spoiler! Dude, dude what? <laughs> uh, one of the first things I think I said to you when uh, I saw you today was, um, I think the movie was better than the book. Like, yes, it's uh, um, then go ahead and say what you're going to say, but oh. I think it's considerably more compelling right because it's basically the exact same thing Mm -hmm. all most of the stories are there yeah and they're told in more or less the same way it's just that we get to see it instead of try to like in you could have the greatest imagination of the world but 
it might not compel you in the same way that like a visual thing is being given to you. It does. I'm way yeah. nicer than so. what happened. My imagination was way more oh, yeah. <laughs> light than what happened. <laughs> it was happened. a little bit more clean. Yeah, yeah man. Because like, when I imagined him going across the street to beat up that dude's fucking face for yeah. for like beating his woman or whatever or right, like right. you know take you know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. like whenever I did, not, I did not imagine what actually probably went down and mm-hmm. it was just and when i saw the acting of it i was like oh my god yeah, like really that was brutal. an intense yeah. scene like four or five hits further than you probably would go yourself yes yeah, before you thought yeah i was like, actually he's done. <laughs> I was like no he's he's trying to kill this guy it yeah. seems like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it was intense. I thought he'd have to point the gun at the guys way sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they'd step in to help their friend, but I also thought he was going to say something. Well, they were also yuppie bitches, so, yeah, you know. No, <laughs> I also thought that they that he was going to say something to him before he got into the fight, and he just walked just up. Just went into and it, And the other yeah. guy was like, what are you going to say? And he's like, boom! He yeah. just punches him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, dude. This guy, like, yeah. you're, that's, you're exactly right, though. Everything you said about why the movie, I think, is better than the book. Um, you 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 nailed it. Like it, I don't think that anything really like was left out. I, I think specifically, I was telling somebody at work today that Ender's Game is one of those ones that I think a lot was lost in translation. When you were going mm-hmm. to the movie, like you need to be inside Ender's head to kind of get the full scope of the situation that's going on. And right, it's right. it's so hard to portray that without having somebody literally narrate what's yeah. going on in his head. And that's not that's like I also think with nerd shit. Yes. Like you have to be more detailed, right? That's and it's true. better suited to a TV series like that's The Witcher. True. Okay, no, that's a good point. Or yeah, like okay. Game of Thrones, uh, it's just where you have shit. the time to do yeah. all that shit. You know, okay. In a, a mafia mob movie, or just like your gen- general action movie, or your mm-hmm. general romance movie, like you're dealing more with like themes mm-hmm. rather than just like. Well, my gun shot faster than his gun because, well, you know, just like well, just stupid nerd shit, you well, know. That's what we were saying last week. Why it felt like we didn't remember that much of the story because a lot of it was just like telling us kind of how things work. It was just a man's know? story. Was, yeah, yeah, it was and an incredible man's story, but just yeah. a man's story. But it know? was it was like a lot of things like, oh yeah, hey, this happened to me. We whacked whatever, and right. then like something. Oh yeah, but, like this the movie other didn't talk at all about his time in the army as well. Right? Yeah, it didn't. Um, yeah, exactly. Because it was. It meant nothing to the greater story. Right. At all. It, because it's before he meets Karen, even. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the only through line. The, the only two through lines to Henry Hill's story in, in Wise Guy mm-hmm. is the the family, you know, the, the, you know, mafia family right. and Karen. Those are the only two through lines that permeate multiple chapters of that book and multiple years of his life. Because <laughs> even... Once he like moves out and is self sufficient, neither in the movie nor the book does he ever talk about his parents again. Yeah, I mean, there he was talks a sig- about his brother who's innate or disabled mm-hmm. a couple of times because he's there like on the bad day right. where everything happens with the helicopter mm-hmm. and you know, he gets popped by the FBI for the fight in Florida. But like he never talks about his parents again. Right, and I actually because that part of his life was totally inconsequential to what the story is. Well, a good portion of yeah. the movie was him. Was there was a younger actor that played Henry Hill, you know? And there, there was yeah. like at least I, I I was thinking before I started talking that it was forty five minutes, but it, there was probably at least like it, twenty. minutes. I think it ended at twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, there was. I feel like at least twenty minutes of young Henry yeah. Hill, and that that kid. Well, like him kid, getting the job at actor. the cab stand and believing that he got that job because he literally lived across the street from it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's 
Yes, definitely important, and they yeah. and for a movie that's like two and a half hours long, yeah, it took I think that's the appropriate amount of time yes. for the before Ray Liotta part. Yeah, it gave like a full because we don't need all the stuff that they gave us of his childhood, and we don't need the army no, thing. We don't, but it gave us like a full TV episode yeah. of the uh, origin story, which is right. enough. If there was going to be like a short film prequel to a highly anticipated film, yeah, that would be the way to do it. That's, yeah, exactly. And then just let the movie be like an hour 50 rather than... It's such a long movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like I said last week, I love it. And for Mob Mafia movies, it's definitely my favorite. It and I think awesome, the best man. one. It was so good. Um, it's also still very long. And, and it, I do not yeah. like watching movies, generally speaking, and so to, for I me to asleep. commit to I mean, watching one thing for two hours and 40 minutes or whatever yeah. it is, is a lot to ask of me. And you got to deliver something. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, Thankfully, I, Goodfellas does. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, though. It's a lot to ask of me as well. Like, I mean, I fell asleep. I had to watch the rest. Uh, I started here. watching it at 8 o'clock the yeah. night that I watched it. It was like, I don't want to be watching this at 1 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and then want to like have time to think about it and then yeah. wind down and mm-hmm. then go to sleep you know? yeah i mean uh if you don't have time to watch the sopranos you can like goodfellas pretty much encapsulates all of the general idea yeah the i mean themes, the, the, the i think the reason the sopranos like really hooks though is because it brings the family into it mm. and like your personal family not the mob yeah. family because the mob family well, because was, of the show it takes time to be able to develop those relationships yeah. and those ideas yeah for and the, you're getting for really viewer yeah and you're getting really close with tony soprano and he's in therapy and stuff and it's just and you're with his family and that's why it's almost relatable because you can kind of put people you know or your own family right, people, right. members into the into you the can relate roles. a bit more yeah it's right. very relatable but uh this movie uh i think it did such a good job man like it it dude it was great like and uh one of the fun facts i read was that henry hill was like that movie's awesome <laughs> so yeah. he thought it was cool i mean i don't know if it he thought it was cool because it made him look more badass or if it like romantic, right, yeah. or if it romanticized what he you know like it almost justifies what he did because now he's like okay i can now tell people about it not saying that that uh is a reason that people ever get into crime or whatever but because he said he always wanted to do it uh right like that was uh being a being a wise guy was better than being it was a, just sort of the only life he ever had a chance of realizing yeah like you know you can in the way that Geralt often fights with the idea of destiny there are definitely some situations or at least stories where you can only look at it and think, well, of course that person became the president. Right. There was no other choice for that guy. Mm-hmm. He was born to a former president. Or, of course, that person became a coke fiend. Like, they grew up yeah. on the south side of Detroit. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, there's situations that you see for mm-hmm. stories of people mm-hmm. and you just think, well, fucking what duh. else was gonna yeah. happen yeah there was never an opportunity for anything else like mm-hmm. you never actually had a choice yeah and or and whether that because he was evidently and obviously again like you said according to his side of the story very good at it yeah and like we talked about last week one of the more remarkable things about him was his fluidity and moving up and down throughout the entire organization despite yeah. being half irish exactly and They're that like, like, in a they world even, where like they were like you're italian or you don't matter i don't even feel like they brought it up until we were like an hour and a half into the movie yeah it was like what he's not even full sicilian like the rest of these guys like 
I thought that like it was his. They literally mentioned the line where like, it's it's literally like, like in the first two minutes when he's like, "I got a job oh, at the cab stand," I and my mom it. was one. The first reason that my mom was mad that it, my mom was glad, not mad, that I had a job at the cab stand was that you know she found out that Polly and his family were from the same area of Cecilia that she was, right, or Sicily. Cecilia, yeah. from the same area as Cecilia that she was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but there's a very just brief mentioning of the fact that he's half Sicilian, uh, and then they don't talk about it again. But they don't talk about his dad, then, do they? So you can almost just assume he's full. I don't think they ever explicitly say my dad is Irish, but <laughs> there is a point in the point where Tommy uh, kills the maid man. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, they and maybe they did it beforehand as well or maybe after at some point but it, definitely during that scene the guy who had just gotten out of jail who then tommy you know kills later on in that same mm-hmm. night uh makes a joke it's like oh, i'm gonna buy a round of drinks blah, blah blah and for those irish fucks down the bar as well and then yeah. it pans over to uh henry and uh jimmy mm-hmm. uh, because they're both half irish yeah okay i know that the the time that I realized that they were for sure like half and half was um oh shit I just had it um I Do you, are you talking about in the book no or, in the, oh, okay. it was in the movie I, I know think that the, they said it yeah the first time that I remember them saying that his other half was Irish was in that scene in mm-hmm. the the bar scene oh it was when uh. Who was the guy that kept killing people <laughs> was that uh, Tommy Tommy when <laughs> when he was going to be made. Uh, mm-hmm. that's when they, they both were thinking, um, I don't think that we were in both of their heads, but, uh, they, they do ex- they were th- they explicitly they say explain it, it. That's yeah. when they explain it. And yeah. they're like, we could never be made. But Tommy felt that like, yeah. oh, sorry, not Tommy, but Tommy uh, being made, made Jimmy feel like yeah, we were basically we were both being made. made. Yeah. 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 Because they were yeah. like a three man crew. Yeah. But then he got, I think it's whacked. Whacked instead. Yeah. The best part is, or well, not the best part, but I didn't remember this from the last couple of times that I watched this film. Because this is really only like maybe like my fourth time watching it. Yeah. Which I guess for a movie is more than good, most people yeah. watch any individual movie. But this is also a legendary movie. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember whenever, you know, he walks into the room and he sees that there's nobody there. Yeah. But just like the poker table that they run on like, fucking ah. like Sunday nights. like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> He that just knows good. it, He's just but like, he doesn't like fuck. like right before. He doesn't like turn and start begging or no, anything. He's, he's just fucked. like, yeah. this is how God it is. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in the same like way that like, of course, you like get into a car know. that you've been running five years longer than you should have, and the engine doesn't start. When you're like, oh fuck, you know, like yeah, you just like, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always knew it was gonna go down like this. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I. Dude, I really, really like this movie. I, I still can't remember that freaking actor's name. You just said it. The Ray Henry Liotta. Ray Liotta. He is, he is so good. Ray they, Liotta's a great actor. Yeah, they all did a good job. I mean, uh, De Niro's great. Uh, my parents have a picture with him. Oh, yeah? I think. De Niro was in uh, uh, Secondhand Lions, right? Yes. Yes, then, then they have a photo with him. Uh, apparently one of my dad's uh, like cousins was like went to school with him and they're they're like old buddies but uh so they met him at like a party that he was having but mm. um that's such a great movie yeah that was a good movie didn't you i didn't do- watch it as a kid the, I, the first time that i watched it was 
with my ex and it was something that she was that she had watched as a child and she mm-hmm. really loved and she's like oh we should watch this it dude yeah and I, I watched it and I was like up. oh fuck yeah this is great was was De Niro like an already an established actor by the time that uh, we were we were in Goodfellas because he seemed like he was already I'm great you know sure. he was already uh, like the silver fox not not full so he was like uh, yeah, not in the way that he is now. yeah yeah he was getting there yeah that uh that that specific um men's hair product that'll like uh give you slightly gray. just for men yeah just for men but <laughs> it uh it gives you some gray or whatever like uh so that you're um wise like that was right. all the commercials it was like ooh, he knows what he's talking about he must run the company <laughs> like <laughs> all these chicks were robert de niro an actor with 122 credits uh let's go back as far as we can through all time okay so his first credit according to imdb although it is an uncredited credit which is my favorite thing that imdb does uh was in 1965 where he was the client at the diner in three moons or three moons three rooms to manhattan um wow so let's go through here and see yeah i mean the 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 main reason i even asked was just because i mean he so i assume he was like a sex symbol too like because he looked good like he he looked great even then and i oh young de niro is like well i don't even think this is i don't even think this is young de niro this is like it was like middle-aged this is De Niro. middle-aged yeah. De Niro, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, stud. he looks good. Because we grew up with a De Niro with a slightly wider set jaw, you know? Yeah, like, I that's still what we think he up. looks good. Oh, yeah, to oh, this day. Yeah. yeah, he looks great. Yeah, man, it's um, not like Russell Crowe, he aged out, you know, but... Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe didn't just age out, he also no, ate out <laughs> yeah, exactly. a lot. <laughs> and probably drank a bunch, No, not saying that... He also claims that bad, he's but... smoked 20 cigarettes a day since he was 14. That's just a pack a day, right? That's not... Or some, when you some, say when no, you I said say forty. Eight, oh, I thought you said twenty. When you said okay, well, two packs a day. Like is two crazy. weekends ago, I had forty cigarettes in a single week. It was when Holy. I went down to Shiner. Well, no, I can understand. I bought yeah. two packs and I gave a few of them to Jared here and there, but I still basically smoked like at least thirty-five cigarettes that weekend. And I was like, oh, that's a little bit much for two days, Will. <laughs> but you're not smoking two packs a day. <laughs> you know, you're no, not. No, yeah, that's an insane yeah. amount. Since that's you a were crazy fourteen. Amount. Oh my god. Like that those are the people that either die at 30 or live, live until they're 98, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like they just have the right genes for it. Yeah. And it's not even like a 90/10 spread of 90% of them die. It's mm-hmm. like 50/50. Yeah. Like it, you probably hear more about the people that live longer doing that sort of crazy shit than you do the people who live less, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost like you hear more about it because it's like, hey, I could get away Maybe with so. it too. Maybe so, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But, uh, That's true. But I don't know. I, I That's the more sensational story. I as far as Robert like De Niro goes, I think the positive version. <laughs> there's a, um, a movie that I've literally heard of. I haven't seen and that, and, and I don't really know too much about, but I have heard about it. So therefore, it makes me think that it must have been, at least, it's at least enough of a big a deal for me to know about it, right? Do you think I have would ever have heard of it? Well, you've probably at least heard the phrase before. It's uh, say so. It's um, hit me with your best shot. That is <laughs> not terribly far off. Oh, really? <laughs> bang the drum slowly. Oh, actually, okay, <laughs> not bad. I'm, I don't know close that. enough that it's literally both a reference of impact 
And then also a musical reference, because Hit Me With Best Shot is obviously a song, and Bang the Drum Slowly is the uh, a phrase in a very traditional... Uh, uh, I'm not going to let myself be wrong, and so I will just say UK song. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah. if it's Irish or Scottish, uh, but there's a um, traditional cultural song mm-hmm. about banging the drum slowly and playing the fife slowly and some other things about playing whenever you were died. Playing the what? The fife. It's like a pan flute. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a traditional... I'm going to say Celtic song. Yeah, that about, feels like it. Or like, you know, I guess Irish songs that they... I just always think about Irish and Scottish being different derivatives of Celtic, but it's not the same thing exactly, so I shouldn't say it. There's a very mm. traditional Irish song. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's a, did they play the drum slowly? Did they play the fife lowly? Did they something, something, something uh, about... Is this a song about when you died? And did they <laughs> did they do all the things right for you? Basically, <laughs> it's like it was too late now. Yeah. Um, but that was in nineteen. What did I say? Sixty five. Sixty. That was the first thing he ever did that I would be able to recognize. Man, make no mistake, De Niro's a stud, dude. He's been acting for Bang the Drum Slowly seventy three, and then oh he was in Godfather God. Part Two in seventy four. Oh my! Which I totally forgot about. God. I bet that was insane for the people acting in Goodfellas. I was just telling you how I thought it was insane for the people in Sopranos to act with the people that were in Goodfellas. I can right. only imagine what they were like. Oh, oh my God, you got De Niro! <laughs> like he was in The Godfather. Right. I don't know. I haven't. I mean, I obviously don't remember The Godfather or anything. Or I would be like, don't you know that uh, the guy that I was just talking about, Paulie, like the other Paulie that uh, is in Sopranos, he was also mm-hmm. in The Godfather. He was the the baby or whatever. Like, um. Man, I bet Jason Bateman's in all of these as well. Yeah, probably. He's been acting since like the 1920s. I think the first, I mean, aside from his part in Godfather Part 2, which is not like a insanely huge part, but it's a part. He was there, yeah. He met the the guys. um, The movie that he did immediately after that, or the movie that released immediately after that, mm -hmm. was Taxi Driver in 1976, which is... Hmm. An insanely famous film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was probably, I mean, I guess The Godfather Part Two is probably a big deal that he was in because obviously the first part was as huge as it was, mm-hmm. and then the second part was equally as good, if not potentially individually better. Uh, so that was a big part for him to get, right? But I think that his part in Taxi Driver was probably, you know, I bet that was like, um, I. I bet that was just not, I bet, I bet he picked it, obviously, like you go out for your auditions and you take the, the roles you want, but like, I bet it was just perfect luck and timing and stuff, because if, if, if you were, if you like got cast in uh, The Godfather Part 2 or whatever, I'm thinking that people reached out to him and were like, oh, we can use your name because you were in The Godfather and Academy Award winning movie. So we can say Academy Award movie winning actor. You know how right, they, they yeah, fluff yeah, it up yeah. to, to mm-hmm. make, you know. Um, Give so they some cred. Could, exactly. And and people are like, oh, shit, he was in The Godfather Part Two. Like, I want to see the new movie. Not saying that that was the only reason Taxi Driver did well, but I don't think it would even probably mattered that much. I just, I think that, uh, 
It's It'd be interesting, interesting to know if like they bank off that at all. Yeah. Well, I know that There's... this is really like not related, but the guy that did American Pie, the main guy in that one, he got like two or three movie God, deals. I know his stupid face. What's his name? I think though? it's Jason something. I know I just Jason said Jason something. Bateman, but um, but that that guy, I, I listened to him on a podcast, and he's really cool. You know, he's it feels like he was one of our buddies that he has just such, like, like became a, a famous actor on accident. You know, <laughs> he has such just like a just. Standard white boy face. Yeah, that's just the, the the face of the guy you want to hit in school. You know. Oh, I didn't feel like that. I, no. I felt like he was that that friend that like. Uh, well, I'm an asshole, but that everyone else wanted yeah. to hit. No, yeah, I'm just right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, I never wanted to. At least in the the, the podcast, I, I didn't want to hit him. But I bet in American Pie, I see what you're saying though. Um, Jason Biggs. I was right, Jason. Uh, but I forgot the last part. I was going to say Jason. Boar, but like Voorhees, but that's not a name. Jason Voorhees? Yeah. Uh, the and I was going to put a B on it. The name of the character in fucking Friday the 13th? Yeah, but I was going to put a B on it. Oh, Voorhees. <laughs> um, but anyway, that, that guy on a podcast, he said uh, that he got two like big block, but immediate blockbuster movies after American Pie, but they didn't do all that well in uh, theaters. They, I, mm. I don't think they sold that many tickets, but I think that. If they tried to cash in on a household name, exactly. a household the fa- name. The fact that, that American Pie did so well right, and right. now everybody knows Jason Biggs, they uh, they were just like, oh shit, we can use him for our movie and uh, potentially make, um, yeah. I don't know, make this in, in the next you know right, blockbuster. Right. And he, he just was like, oh shit, of course I'll act in all these. Like he was just being given these roles and he was just, in, in the podcast it was really funny just because he was... Uh, he was like, I'm pretty much like a lazy actor when people offer me these roles. Like after he did the right. first big one, I feel uh, I feel like all the Game of Thrones people can be like that now. You know, like after they nailed the Game of Thrones right. audition, they're just like, oh shit, hopefully people are just going to reach out to me now. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens a lot. I think that... Uh, Definitely, yeah, no, you're right. It does for sure happen I think those people end up going one way or the other. I mean, I guess obviously, but... Uh, they end up not doing well and then fading out because you just think, oh, okay, yeah, they just ended up only being able to do that one thing. Or they find the uh, increase in work and uh, potential diversity in work, uh, something that they want to actually take on mm-hmm. and actually do something and yeah. become really good actors. Yeah, Daniel, <laughs> I, I feel like Daniel Radcliffe did that. I, I don't... I, from interviews i've heard i think there's people, also people that just have a passion for it maybe that's and what that did. maybe that's maybe it. luck into it a little bit early like a daniel radcliffe maybe that's what he who was. then makes all his money with harry potter one of the most like profitable franchises of all time so then he has the freedom and so, to yeah do and so he's like he now i can just take whatever fucking role i want to because i got the fucking money like yeah. i don't have to worry about where my mortgage comes from yeah he can, he can so i can just Johnny now passion project the rest of my career yeah, yeah I mean, that that's what macaulay culkin did Mm-hmm. Um, at least from what I understand, anytime I ever hear about him, uh, his just, brother Kieran was just on what the fuck this uh, last week, dude, he's a, I, if I, if it's the one I'm thinking of, the one that was in the Waco docuseries, he's yeah. a fucking good actor, dude. Yeah. He's good. And I saw him in something else the, the other day and it's just like, just the Culkins are talented, man. Yeah. Like it's just a, totally. Yeah. I mean. I imagine with a family that you have to sue because they're taking all your money. Like they're pretty intense, so they probably like right, they yeah. probably raise some dope kids. But uh, there's like six or seven of them. Yeah, there are a lot of Culkins. There's I think a, I think so Macaulay was the third. Clan. Yeah, I, th- I think and so. And I think that they call right. him Mac. Yeah, 
Mac to to his friends. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, he's got his own podcast too. It's it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a uh, bunny ears. Hmm. It's silly. It's just he's goofy. Yeah. Um. And he's he's been friends with Seth Green forever. Him and Seth Green kind of grew up acting together, and um. And those are sort of the passion projects he goes on because now that Mac's been in, in it for so long, he just knows the people that he wants to work with, you know, and so he right, wants to help right. his friend Seth, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to help, and Seth's like a legit big time producer, movie producer, oh, yeah. you know, director, and yeah, it's not just your buddy, it's it's legit, <laughs> you know? Well, he, um, I mean, I guess I don't know all the details of the situation, but Seth Green, I mean, I would imagine made tons of money off of Robot Chicken. Family and, guy. Um, you're thinking of Seth MacFarlane. Seth uh, Seth Green was Chris in Family Guy. Oh, yeah, it was Chris, yeah. But That's dude, right, yeah. he was. I yes, mean, though. he was doing that the whole time. Like, but then I think also gets a lot of clout because of Robot Chicken. Oh, that is definitely as absolutely he, ludicrous, director, producer, and yeah. stupid and base as Robot Chicken is. It's also kind of fucking genius oh it's awesome i understand what you're saying though now that's it's, where i see exactly what you, that's where like his full creative license yeah. got to come out and he like before that producer, he was dr evil's the, son yeah <laughs> in and Austin Powers. in like season two episode six of x-files <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like you just a lot of people actually got their start on x-files it's pretty incredible how many careers x-files like helped to start Friends did a lot but, too. Actually, I don't know if they. Never mind. I, I was gonna say friends helped. I feel like a lot, people came just, through on friends. I think people just like, yeah, on exactly. their journey that they already had going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I think about Seth Green, I think about like one episode in X Files, mm-hmm. and then I think about Robot Chicken. Yeah, definitely and then Robot I think Chicken. about him now being a producer. Yes, because like I, I totally forgot that he was Chris and Family mm-hmm. Guy. You totally reminded me of that just now. But even that is just like. A bit part, and Chris is not like an incredible character. You know? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> it's just kind of like it's basically just a bit character that doesn't matter at all. And the insane thing is, is that if you and I got the role of Chris Griffin, we that would be such a life changing, momentous thing. If that was the Hopefully. only thing we ever did, dude, just the amount of money I imagine you would be making for a voice actor in one of the biggest yeah, I mean, shows. yeah, for something that lasted that long. If you were yeah, if you weren't dumb and blew all your money right away, I feel like I would do that for at least the first couple of years. Yeah, but it's cool because it's been on for like 20 seasons. It's no, been canceled it's, like three times. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps coming back. Yeah, it does keep coming back. It somehow is now this the new standard of American comedy. There's a fun conspiracy kinda sad in a with uh, Seth. M- no, I see. I know what you mean. Yeah, no. Like it's funny. Makes me laugh. I like watching the show. I don't know that that needs to be the standard, though. Mm-hmm. I would like us to be smarter. I miss George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> There's a conspiracy that Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on. Well, he was supposed to be on the 9-11 flight, but there's some conspiracy that, like, he was not on it because, like, they told him, like, somebody told him because <laughs> it was, like, a government, like, because the government did it. On, because Family you know Guy's I mean? too valuable to American people. Well, that was, pre- <laughs> that was pre-Family Guy. I, I like think. that. Uh, because Family Guy was too I like important. That. Yeah, they knew he was going to make Family Guy, and they're like, you we're can't gonna, die. We're going to need something really funny yeah. right after George Bush puts us in the war against terror that we still are in. We Didn't need matter. a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry. Nice. He's a Seth, family guy. Seth McFarlane. <laughs> that was kind of a Nixon impression. I don't know what I was doing there. I thought you were going to rhyme a little more 
because he rhymed. I was just quoting the last bit of the theme. Mm. What's it? It's a fuck. I don't want to recite the whole thing. It's like it seems today that all you see is violence, movies, and people. What do we do with those fashion values on which you used to rely? Lucky, there's a Family Guy. Lucky, there's a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry. He's a Family Guy. Nice. Yeah, dude. That's the theme. Nice. I forgot that. Now I got it. Oh, shit. You want me to recite the theme to something else, I guess? <laughs> is that what the show is now? Yeah, let's do the, Pokemon, let's do the Pokemon theme. <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding. I want to be the very no, best. No, let's not do that because I'll start crying. Like no one ever was. Um, ba, 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 ba. Did this movie make you want to like pull off a heist? Not in the same way that Ocean's Eleven makes me want to. Right, Ocean's Eleven. Because Ocean's Eleven makes it seem painless and sexy and sleek. Right. Whereas Goodfellas is like people are being shot in the gut multiple times. People are getting like, fucked you know? <laughs> over, and you know it. I like yeah. the I like the big heists that they would do that were like, it doesn't start off sounding good, so that's why it's bad. But like when somebody would owe them money, like say you own a business and you owe them money because you were caught, like you gambled too much in one of their poker games. Right. They would just. If you couldn't pay them every week, they'd just start running up your tab because you had credit because you were a business. Right. And then when your business went bankrupt, they'd burn it. <laughs> yeah. Like they'd, that was they'd like an entire arson. chapter in the book they were talking about, it which was, the, the guy that was complaining about Tommy in the movie. Yeah. It's like, Polly, Tommy comes into the fucking club and he fucking embarrasses me. And he doesn't, he never pays anything. He's got a tab over for six months and blah, blah, this and that, blah, blah. blah. You got to help me. What are you going to do about it? And Polly's whole thing is like, I tell them, you know, they don't want to fucking listen to me. These kids these days, they don't want to fucking listen to me. What do you want me to do? I've been doing this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, I get that. But, you know, you get fucking, I'm going to go out of business. Like, you got to help me. I mean, I'm just not, you know, you ask me what to do. I do it. I do the thing. Mm -hmm. I pay for the protection. I do this, blah, blah, blah. You got to help me. You just got to help me, Tommy or Polly, blah, blah, blah. Polly's like, oh, I don't know what you want me to do. And then the guy goes, "What if I don't know? What if you what if you went on the business? If you paid for half of the business, you you bought half, you bought the business, and then you're like you ran it. Then Tommy's going to respect you. You're running the business, blah blah." blah. And then Paul is like, ah, I, "I don't know. I don't know. If I can do that, I don't know. If I can do that. What do you do?" Henry, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know the first thing about running a fucking food business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to? What do you think, Henry? And then the guy's like, "Oh, Henry, you know, because Henry's helping Polly set this up the whole time. He's helping make the sale." The guy's like, "What are you talking about? Henry knows what the food business is. He's in my fucking restaurant all fucking day. He knows what it is. Blah blah blah." Yeah. Henry's like, "I mean, I guess I could help you with that, Polly." Polly's like. Make it like incepting it so hard, making it seem like I it, guess yeah. I'll buy the yeah okay I'll help you I'll help you out. Tommy's been giving you trouble I'll, I'll, I'll buy the I'll, I'll buy the restaurant favor. from you we'll figure this out and then they just run up the ship they basically if you could launder goods instead of money they're laundering goods to other restaurants mm-hmm. and bars not paying taxes on mm-hmm. anything hundred percent and then they burn much. it for the insurance after they've milked it as far as they can that yeah it's like the most long-term con you can do and the only for reason maximum profit yeah man and the only reason i thought it was like awesome is because it wasn't obviously there was that first person that got fucked over because they you know like they had to incept that idea of him taking over you know right but uh then it's just fucking over like corporate you know like yeah it's, and when there's the man no, the man exactly. and fuck the man and and that's the thing and when there's nobody literally like when there's not a name to it and it's just the man you can it's like all right, right cool i'll take money from the man yeah and nobody else is and and dude the way they romanticize it 
constantly throughout this show, this movie, sorry, is just that it's like, what? Like, nobody else is doing this hustle. Like, we're just hustling. We're not yeah. doing anything wrong. Like, you want to make extra the, money? This is how you make extra money. This is how you do it. This is yeah. what else were we going to do? You know, yeah. it's just like, it's the human mind can justify anything. <laughs> right, almost, yeah. You know, it's, it's, but you know, you can see the base idea of it, right? Yeah, it's like, and that's you know, why it's so romantic. You, could, you know, if, if what you have to do, do is cheat people because you have no other choice. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Does that? I'm not saying that makes you like a good person, but I understand that idea. Mm -hmm. You know. And a lot of times they'll try and make it even seem like they're not even really hurting anybody because then they they make it seem like they're just we're hurting the man. We're not really messing up that right. person. Yeah. They, yeah. That so much of it is like they figured out. Certainly, whenever they're doing the hijackings mm -hmm. and they're just giving the drivers fifties. Yeah. It's like yeah, you know. We know who you are, so don't fucking rat us out. But here's 50 bucks because you're going to need something mm -hmm. to help you out right now. Like, you know, they're taking care of, like, the person to ensure themselves. Yeah. But then, like, it's also sort of like in a romanticized or like what uh, we would romanticize into a Robin Hood story of yeah, take like from we'll the rich and steal from the or exactly, steal from the no, rich and take give to the poor. You know, that's the perfect way to say it. This like, is, I'm stealing that you ten thousand dollars from this company. Yes. And I'm going to give you it. 50 bucks. You nailed it, dude. The know. mob is fucking Robin Hood times a million. Not times right. a million, but like the Robin Hood in real life. Robin Hood. Well, yeah, because it's, it's crime, right? It. Like That's Robin perfect. Hood is a criminal, but he is the romanticized version yeah, of crime and, and, you know, and organized crime. The, the rich in yeah. Robin Hood is the man, you know, in, right. uh, in this show. George. Yeah. And a lot of times... It seemed like they. It, it, a lot of times, too, it seemed like they weren't trying to fuck over a person. But, but then when Pride or whatever got involved, then it was just like, all right, back down. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, we're all human. Yeah, you don't fuck with them, dude. And if you you're in the crew, you don't fuck with them because then right. you just get whacked out, right? <laughs> Can you believe how many people fucking Frankie? I think was fucking killing just willy nilly. Like that seemed like his his thing. He's just killing everybody. Oh, right. Yeah. He killed that kid. He killed Spider. He killed the the. Oh, Tommy! Yeah, Tommy, Tommy. was just Who like did I? Frankie. Just, I just yeah. made up a guy. Uh, Tommy it was like Frankie the Wop. Frankie the Wop. That was somebody's yeah. name. Yeah, he <laughs> was just one of the guys. Mm -hmm. um, but, I love those. names. Yeah, Tommy though. was just like certainly. I mean, and he's kind of a crazy person in the book too, but it stands out in the movie mm -hmm. because it's obviously a shorter time of right. story. Uh, but yeah, he's just literally just like killing everybody, just left and right. Dude, and and the way they do it in the movie just feels like literally for no reason. Yeah, like just because they do a really good job of introducing Tommy's character mm -hmm. and his volatility when it's they're all hanging out at one of the clubs and he's telling some story, and then Henry's like, "You're a funny guy, man. You're a funny oh, guy." Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. pretty early on. It was like maybe like forty five, fifty minutes. And we in. don't know if he's joking and, or not. Yeah, we don't really know Tommy yet. And he's like, Henry Hill almost I'm funny. has to call him on his bluff and it's like, yeah. fuck you, you know? And right, he's like, yeah. Ah, at the end, we gonna... that, like at the very end of it, Henry's like, okay, I fucking know what you're doing. Yeah, fuck you, go exactly. fuck you, fuck yourself, Tommy. And, but you know, but like, you're right. That is a good, that is like, it's it, like it's foreshadowing six hardcore. minutes of real awkward It was kind of awkward, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I see like, why oh, it was so important fuck, now. Like, that's a great this point. This is like, it's very uncomfortable six minutes. No, that's a really, really good point. And then that's like the first time that we see like, okay, so, you know, God, what's his name? The actor, what's his name's character is 
the the guy mm-hmm. you know like the bad guy of the bad guys because mm-hmm. there's always like even whenever you're following a story of bad people there's always you know who the like a, an actually like like almost like true either true chaos or true evil character that you're mm-hmm. like okay that's the bad guy of the bad yeah. guys and he's gonna ruin everything you know yeah, yeah no no i know exactly what you just mean. like uh um um what's his fucking name uh in red dead redemption 2 micah micah bell uh-oh Micah. You played enough of that game to I think I notice. Did. Whenever you're um Is he the hunter? At the beginning, whenever you're going through the snow and you're mm-hmm. going through the blizzard mm-hmm. to catch up with Micah, and then you come upon the house that Sadie's in and her husband had just been killed and some other and the uh that Irish uh group of outlaws that you're against as a clan had been there already and mm. killed them all and he mm-hmm. saved Sadie even though they yeah. killed her husband. But Micah is like doing like a weird thing where he's like chasing her around the table and then uh, the fire the cabin accidentally sets on fire because he yeah. knocks over a lantern. Micah Bell is the obvious evil in Red Dead right. Redemption 2. And from the beginning you immediately think, Oh my god, if I could just kill this fucker, everything would be okay. Yeah. And you would be right to think so, because you would be okay if everybody had just fucking killed Micah Bell at the beginning of Red Dead Redemption. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's Tommy. Tommy yes. is what I mean to say. If we had, yeah, if we had just gotten rid of Tommy early on, like if he had gotten just Things could have potentially uh, been a little bit better. Man. It was a great movie, though, right? It was, it was so good, dude. I, I, did, I, I honestly didn't know if it was going to hold up, especially to all the, the critical acclaim. Like, everyone says it's awesome. And it's old. So it's like, how is it going to be badass still? I know that's stupid of me to say, but... It's 30 years old. It, it, dude, and it is so good. And yeah. especially after just reading that book, I think... I mean, I'm definitely in the mob mindset. I've been watching The Sopranos for months. I've been telling everybody, you know, obviously since we restarted the podcast. That right, was right, one right. of the first things I said. Um, but dude, this was good. This like, yeah, man, this is, this was like a great movie. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we watched it. I mean, I don't think I would have ever watched it, honestly, had we not done it or had we not started the book or whatever, mm-hmm. just cause, I mean, you said, like you said, it was a super popular, famous movie, obviously, but you'd only seen it four times, even though it's like this big right, epic, right. but like Lord of the Rings, we've seen a ton of times. Right, right. Um, I, I think know. there's it's, also it's hard to pick them out, you know, yeah. which one you th- it's because you don't know if you'll resonate with it or if maybe it's not the right time in your life, but maybe it'll Absolutely. be perfect later. And you even have to be know? in the mood sometimes to watch something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't think that. And certainly for me, I'm really picky with movies because, mm-hmm. um, like I've said in the past, I don't have the or hmm, whenever I look at like what I'm going to spend my time doing. I try to optimize everything as much as I can because I'm a maniac. But like, if I can sit there and say, "Oh, I watched, you know, four episodes of a show in an mm-hmm. hour," I've done four things. But if I'm going to watch a movie that's an hour long, I've done I one, do thing, one thing. You know? Yeah, and that doesn't that you know. Whenever you think about the larger picture, that's a fucking stupid way I, to look at it. <laughs> but you know, in my own psychotic mind, that's the way I see it. I, don't, I really don't like watching movies for that reason because it mm-hmm. takes. An hour and a half at the least, certainly these days, to get through this one story. And I think that also very frequently these days, there's not a whole lot of movies that are worth dedicating that amount of time to. Yeah, I mean, and and I think we've talked about it before, but you're like a big content consumer. Me too. 
but obviously, I mean, a lot of people are probably now, but mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I actually was talking about. I think that both day. of us consume far more content than the average person. And talking to people that I talk to and conversing with the general public, like mm-hmm. I kind of regularly do, like pseudo regularly do, uh, it definitely feels that way to me. And me, even amongst our friends, it makes it me makes wonder me what the way. content that they're taking in is. Is it just none? It's mostly they're just watching friends over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> well, a lot of times, too, I feel like the people I talk with at work, um, when I'm like, hey, I'm listening to this podcast or this book, they're like, uh, I'm talking about like the people that are working at the store that I'm working at, not necessarily yeah, my coworkers. Right. The people mm-hmm. that can't like put in uh, headphones that easy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're all just like, oh, cashiers yeah, I and don't, the floor stockers. And, yeah, yeah, I can't. Like, I don't. I don't think I could listen to an audiobook or a podcast. And it's like, oh wow, like that's that's how I take in like the books all and of novels are and basically. Not, I guess not basically done. I mean, people have been saying the Prince dead for you know two decades at this point, but. There's more books being published than ever now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, podcasting is only as big as it is because it's probably the primary source of free media that exists uh, for most people and free media as mm-hmm. well. Um, even from just like a news standpoint, that's mm-hmm. primarily how I get most of my news. I listen yeah, to two different news sources, uh, foreign news sources. And then I subscribe to the Austin American Statesman. And okay. so I like I physically read like stories on my phone every night. But okay. as far as news sources go, that's 33% of my news source. Mm-hmm. The other two are the BBC and the NHK. Okay. Um, but those are in podcast form. And so I, I think that... It's, I think that podcast certainly for our generation and the following generations has become an insanely popular source of media mm-hmm. for people. Uh, and for all the reasons that we've talked about things before, yeah, um, you know, it being like easy to do the dishes while you listen to it or yeah. work while mm-hmm. you do listen to it or whatever it is. Um, and so uh, oh, I lost track of what we were talking about at the beginning. Well, just that, I mean, I was, I was just saying that we were both. Oh, there were many consumers we're, and mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. big content consumers. And um, it's, I mean, also I feel like the stuff that we consume content in, we're both passionate about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I was talking about you uh, to Ace. I was saying like, Will watches a lot of anime because he likes, like he keeps, he watches a lot of new anime because he likes the genre and he's supporting, like, so he, so he stays entertained with that. I think we were trying to figure out like what Kenneth does to stay entertained because we can't figure out how Kenneth <laughs> stays entertained. Just how I met your mother over and over and That's over and over. That's what I'm saying. Over. It's like how is Kenneth entertained ever? Because we were talking about how his excuse to stop <laughs> playing D&D was because he's too much in a routine. That was the excuse he texted the group chat. Like I feel like I'm falling yeah. in too much of a routine. So I so don't want to play anymore. So once a week anymore. do this thing. Yeah. So it's like that so doesn't even make sense. What are you going to do otherwise? Yeah. Everybody is loving. It is kind like, of a, that's human nature goofy. to be routine yeah. so it's just like so i was telling ace that and i was trying to figure out like uh, like i don't want to be routine all the time either but like in, in that instance it doesn't make a ton of sense because this is one thing once a week mm-hmm. at most twice a week but really we've only had two sessions a week maybe like four times in this entire seven but month strand that i've I been deeming this campaign for y'all it's like bored you yeah know? and that's that's the thing and it's because he should pick up other hobbies but instead that, of watching how i met your mother that's right and that's what i was and that, <laughs> or the that, office. that that flows in perfectly to what i was saying because you are and you like 
than anime. You like anime <coughs> as you like anime as a genre. You're right. Yeah, I'm just went down the wrong hole. <laughs> you you like anime yeah. as a genre. So I was like, in the middle of laughing while inhaling that kombucha. <laughs> but, but yeah, I am addicted to new content. So you can so you yeah. can so you can look into all the new content and I'm addicted to and experiencing be, and, new content and enjoy it. Whereas, I don't know. I feel like I hate to keep throwing Kenneth at it but it's just like he's he's, he's always, a funny obvious he's example doing, doing, and I think that he's very self-aware of it too well, so. and, and that's the thing is he's he's he was telling me the other day is that he has to do a bunch of things at one time to be having fun and it's like well I mean because you're not I guess forcing yourself to take in new but I don't know if that even really matters I think that he's also sort of like and this is the part of the podcast where smart. I suck Kenneth's dick but I think that he's sort of like a fucking genius that's dude. why he's so smart so that he's, he's bored <laughs> just easily yeah. so routine he's just like, is boring he's just like the smartest person I've ever met yeah and, and like gotten to know personally because mm-hmm. still up to this point I think that his dad is smarter but oh, it's still yeah. in the family like I think that Mike Garman is the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life oh yeah he's super like, smart like hands down I think that like in five years, Kenneth is going to overtake that role. He's just—he's just like an insanely smart guy. Yeah, he takes to everything that he wants to do almost immediately. Right, and so it does not surprise me that he like he says, bored. "I need to literally be juggling on a unicycle while I'm watching The Wire." And, oh. and I was trying to make him like act like he was watching smart stuff that he had to think about oh <laughs> gotcha <laughs> while i'm at work or right. whatever you know yeah he's he's an incredibly smart guy right i think i'm a very smart guy too i mm-hmm. think you're a very smart guy Thanks. i think that kenneth is like borderline genius really. right the more I that i like <laughs> I think he's the, the longer that i know him and the more that i observe his habits i'm like so are you like secretly on the spectrum like what's going on here like <laughs> yeah um I don't, I guess I just don't understand what you gain from listening to music. Not that, like, mm. not that you necessarily gain anything uh, or not gain anything, but a lot of times when I listen to music, I'm trying to get myself pumped up in that moment. Yeah. So that I can. You're using it as a tool to get exactly. you to a location. And, uh, and a lot of times when I'm listening to content and, like, seeking it out, like, I'm doing it as, like, my hobby. I don't listen to music in my free time. You know, like yeah, music yeah. is not a hobby. Music is a tool for me, mm-hmm. which is that's su- fair. It's probably weird for a lot of people, I guess. Too, I don't think it is. Well, I mean, it might be because of what we were saying. Like we're both active content content consumers, but a lot of people that we know are like, I feel like they're just like passively, basically looking for music to listen to. Like they're they're trying to look for that friends in the background or Parks and Rec to have on, or mm-hmm. you know, and so. Um, I don't know, but been... I think that's music as a tool as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I see what um, you're saying. You know, music as a, a way of meditating. Mm-hmm. Music as a way of uh, drowning out everything else around what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's music as a tool as well. Um, I use music as a tool relatively frequently. Um, I would say that more often I use music as a means of actual content. Okay. Uh, I will just sit there and listen to music. That's cool. I've, I don't do that. Um, but I think that that does take a specific personality as well, mm-hmm. as most things do, I guess. Well, I mean, that's a uh, hobby. That's another one yeah. of the things. Like, you actively probably look and consume new music, you know? Like, that's that's mm-hmm. really cool. You're yeah. looking for new content. Um, 
it, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I feel like people just get like kind of stuck in a rut. Maybe you know, like they're yeah. I like, uh, dude. I keep <laughs> just thinking of Goodfellas. It's such a great movie. I it wish that I could awesome. go back and watch it for the first time. Oh, dude, it was. I wish that I could feel about it the way that I'm imagining you feel about it right now. Oh, it was great. I, uh, I, I told somebody today at work. I might have already said it, but I told them to watch Goodfellas instead of The Sopranos if they don't have time. So. I mean, this this movie I feel like encapsulated the entire series. Like, it, it, dude, it was it was perfect. It was a great movie. I see, and dude, I kind of wish I could still talk the way that they talked in it. Um, uh, one of the things they say is like, "What am I half a f a g?" And I can't say that word because it's um, you know, it's a bad word in our culture. <laughs> but right, it's yeah. not. Uh, I mean, it's a pejorative word, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it was then too, but it, it's just, it was funny the way they talk. It's just, right, I kind of right, right. wish that we could, I mean, obviously we can in, in closed company, but like, it's just fun. You know, it was, it was their accent, just all of it. It almost felt like it was a period piece too, because it was kind of just, it was abrasive. Like It totally drop, is. It was I mean, white, a, it was white people that, yelling the N word. I was like, yeah. we don't do that anymore, yeah. man. Like, you can't do that. It totally is, because it's a movie that came out in 1990 that was telling stories predominantly about the late 60s through the early 80s yeah it was i mean it was cool it's it i forgot a lot of the stuff i think that used to go on you know yeah and uh, it is funny to watch these older movies mm -hmm. and be like oh yeah that was okay like six years ago like not yeah. even that long ago, it was okay for yeah. us to be shitty people like that right no and, yeah. <laughs> and you don't recognize it until you watch an old movie for whatever reason yeah and that's a lot of times too why I don't think it like why I was worried that it might not hold up and that it might right. not be good and that's why it's hard to It'd just be like too soaked in mm -hmm. that time period yeah. that it came out yeah but when it's really good I mean it it beats that I, I I'm yeah. sure this movie is going to hold up for a long time it's I mean I feel like it's a period piece it's about a true story so yeah, it's yeah. It, you know um, but it's a Scorsese film. So, and it's a know. film about yeah, a true so story. Those are always they're and based Martin Scorsese on a true does not story. Make bad movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's based on a true story. It is not the literal true story of Henry right, Hill. Right. Yeah. Which I don't even think Wise Guys necessarily was the literal true story of Henry Hill. Like, yeah, it nobody, couldn't be because nobody, it's the telling of one man. Exactly. You know? And it's it's so cool to get a window into the into worlds we'll never get. And that's right. I mean, I, and. That's like the beauty of video games, in my opinion. I know that's not related to books at all, but <laughs> right, that's, no, yeah, that's like in as far as maybe maybe that's and, why yeah. this one holds up so well is because it brings you into that mob world that we'll never get a taste of because we're good people, right, yeah. <laughs> so we're not gonna go fucking robbing people and right, beating, right, their, right. beating their asses just to get money back. And uh, it, it was cool, man. I, I was getting hyped up and angry when I was like. Give him his money, you know. Like I was pissed yeah. off when like De Niro came behind that one dude and like with the with the phone. Uh, oh cable. right, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. like, oh dude, I was pumped. Uh, I was like at my phone. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that is awesome. And uh, I would never do that in real life. I was thinking <laughs> right, how yeah. I would do that in real life as I was watching it, and I would never do that. Like, right, yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, great movie. I recommend it. I think. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I said, I think that it's, in my opinion, the best of the mob movies. Yeah. Mob, mafia movies. Um, 
I have to give it. I think Godfather that as a combination, another... yeah, Godfather Part One and Part Two are the best combination of movies that have ever existed. Okay. Um, if you could, if you could plan, and maybe they did, if you could plan to have a movie and then have another movie that was just also that movie, but mm-hmm. you had to do it in two. That's the way to do it. Okay. It is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, other movies have gotten close to having that sort of cohesiveness and that sort of just be incredible plan, capability. Mm-hmm. Like The Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, because The Hobbit is fucking hot trash. The, but that's exactly what you're saying. They had the right. plan already. Yeah, the they trilogy. knew that they were going to film three movies whether all they at the were, same whether time. Whether they were blockbuster they were gonna, hits or yeah. not, they were filming them. And Peter Jackson had to fight for a very long time to get that done. Oh, I didn't uh, even think about how hard a, that must have been. Because they filmed those movies. They came out year after year after year. Like, that must yeah. have been insanely hard to convince somebody. Like, the first one's going to sell. Let me do the next one. Yeah. You know? Especially back then. They filmed then. them all at the same time. I didn't even like a, know that. It was like a course of, like, four or five years or something like that. That they just filmed all of them more or less at the same time. When as far as, like, one, principal filming goes. When the first one came out, were they all filmed? Yes, for principal filming, yes. Whoa, that's awesome! That's Fellowship of the so Ring came out in two thousand one. Cool. Maybe yeah, maybe one, two, and three. It's something like that. Is either one, two, and three, or like three, four, five? Yeah, but it was yeah, it was in the early aughts. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they as far as principal filming goes, it was all done at the same time. Wow! And originally, it was just going to be two movies. Um, For three books? That's so tough. Yeah. They were trying to figure out how to... Because at first they weren't with New Line Cinema. They were mm-hmm. with they were proposing the idea to different studios. And uh, I think they were with like... Um, what's the one with the line? Uh, Lionsgate. That's it. <laughs> and uh, like WB. And they were trying to say, this is what we want to do. This is our idea. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, no, we're not going to fucking give you two films for this. What's wrong with you? WB's right, brothers. Yeah, you make it way. one film. What are you talking about? We're going to do two films? Are you crazy? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but we really want to do it in three. And so they pitched like the three <laughs> film idea to New Line Cinema. And New Line Cinema was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it, bro. All right. And they okay. fucking did it. It's great. And that's another one. That's another one. That but then think- even that, like as a trilogy that was conceived that way from the beginning, mm-hmm. is not as good as a package as Godfather Part One and Part Two are. Really? Okay. As a package. Wow. And I feel like that was probably conceived as a package at the beginning too, right? I would think so. I don't yeah. know as much story about that because I don't have any Godfather tattoos like I do Lord of the Rings tattoos, so I don't know all the. <laughs> Same level of detail, but By this time next year we will have the <laughs> yeah. coolest Godfather tattoos you've ever heard of. Um, Lord is just kind of my thing. <laughs> that's cool, though. Like, no, that, I mean that's cool to to hear that that the I mean even if and like especially if it wasn't planned, then that's incredible. But if it was planned, which we're assuming it was because mm-hmm. it was so good. It's hard to not plan for that. I think the uh, part three is the tack on. There, and yeah, people say, sense. don't watch Godfather part three. 
Don't watch Dragon Ball GT. Or that. Don't do that either. That's also a bad idea. I think we That's talked about this Godfather 3. last episode or the episode before. I or maybe we, we talked, talked about, about it on the Weird Back episode. episode. Which episode did we talk about? It? Was it the Weird Back Probably episode? Probably every episode since the dawn of existence. That's, That's true. I've watched so much Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball content. I've watched not as much Dragon Ball content as you or The Hatches, but a lot. A did lot. Watch, Too uh, much, probably. Did you watch Super? No, I haven't watched any Worth Super. The only it. Super I've ever watched has been just like because you put it on. Oh, I was telling you about it when it was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. We, we were doing the was, podcast when it was, when was first coming out. out no, when it was first coming out was not too long after uh, Kenneth and I had moved into this house. Oh, and we didn't. Yeah, and we, we were we watched a couple a of bit. episodes ahead of some Game of Thrones episodes. That's but that was when we were was. doing the Game of the season six watch, watch parties. parties. We weren't doing basically every our, week. Yeah, yeah, and we weren't doing the podcast then. Interesting yeah. pre-podcast pre-podcast the stories. Yeah. In the, in the before COVID time. But it was just a tournament that was happening. It's so good, too, though. Like, you know when you're watching Dragon Ball Z, you're going to get a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> you just <That's>, know. <laughs> that show is just a series of tournaments. <laughs> it's all tournaments, and somehow it's still cool. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super, I feel like, knew every the complaints about Z and the complaints about Dragon Ball. And then it just was like, all right, well, let's put them together. Like, make Right, how do we Dragon make the Ball was product? silly, yeah. but but it did a lot of cool stuff. And I think that Dragon Ball Z is great. Was so I don't regret cool a single it, episode of Dragon neither. Ball. Dragon Ball is so good. I regret a lot of episodes of Z. Yeah, and uh, and Super, I think honestly takes the the dopeness from Dragon Ball Z that was like, okay, I'm glad that I did stay until Goku beat Frieza. It sees like, the successes so of the long. parts and it, makes a better whole. It, yeah. it heard the complaints and like they were they responded perfectly. Yeah. And I thought it was That's so good. good. That's and good. and they did a thing that not a lot of series can do, especially when they're so exponentially uh changing like Dragon Ball Z where like basically like the people that were relevant just like two weeks ago don't matter at all anymore. Right, yeah. Uh they made everybody matter again, which was really hmm. cool. You know, yeah. super woke. That's so. good. Super woke. <laughs> <laughs> Roshi did this thing that was like not woke, but you know how he like bleeds out of his nose because yeah. of pretty girls. Yeah. He did the like he did this training because he knew there were gonna be beautiful women that he would have to fight. He was like, I need to be like not receptive to that and he made poor like shape shift not be until he, exactly yeah. <laughs> so he got it out of his system and the way he did it was like oh <laughs> he made poor do it but it was just it was funny there um, are so many things that happen in anime that are not okay it's like we shouldn't talk about it <laughs> even currently <laughs> i know shows that know. exist today that happen that are oh, not man. okay and yet and I'm just kidding. somehow they're okay over there. It's just a different culture. Yeah. I can't speak to it. Doesn't make it right or wrong, I guess, but I can't I speak to it. I wonder if something's lost in translation. Probably not. That definitely does happen a lot. But probably not with what you're talking about. Yeah. Not, not with Roshi. No, not with Roshi. No, not with that for sure. <laughs> Roshi's a piece of shit. Roshi uh, should have been canceled like 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. The second he met Bulma. Ugh. <sighs> That show. All right. That's a show. Um, I don't know. I think, I'm, I think I said everything about Goodfellas. I'm just going to keep saying it was badass. They were going to name it Wise Guy like the uh, book, but they didn't because there was a popular show going on at the same time, so they didn't want it to get confused with that. Ah, so they that's a good it tidbit. Goodfellas. Yeah. Fun fact. And um, next week, we'll be going over 
Midnight, Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. I am. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. I'm about ten hours in, and you probably don't have to finish it. If That's you, what I was going to say. If you don't want to finish it, I'll gonna, let you know. We're going to record anyway. I'm going to finish it. Oh, I mean, I might not finish it before this episode, but yeah. I'm going to finish it. And again, and I don't think it's going to matter because I know the story. I was about to say, I guarantee your opinion is not going to change. It's not. It's bad. I could probably tell you everything we're going to talk about in the podcast next week right yeah. now, but I'm not going to because that'll be next week. Right. Yeah. Um, That's next week's episode. But uh, I will tell you that I told one of my friends at work uh, about it, and it was just funny because she was like, oh, yeah, is it any good? And I was like, it's all right. <laughs> but if Jordan my, says, it's all right, it's it's not good. It's, it's Jordan's pretty forgiving. Right. <laughs> He's and understanding. I, and I like it. For He's the, an empathetic human being. I like it for the nostalgia. <laughs> I like that I can kind of like zone back in and be like, oh, I didn't yeah. miss anything. <laughs> you can coast through it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's fun. I'm like, nine, except for the repeated in. misuses of downwind. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> the voice actor is good, though. Is he it? is good. I like him. I'm he's, reading it. He so sounds pretty fucking dope, on my opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's like it's it's sometimes it's almost a little epic, but um, like a little too much. But yeah, uh, for the most part, I think it's really good. Like he's hmm. a, he's a good narrator, and um, <laughs> the high school kids are so annoying to be in their head. <laughs> Oh my god, Jessica is so much more of a bitch than I thought she was. Yeah, I thought we were friends with her a little bit. Yeah, Jessica just sucks. Oh, yeah. It's probably good that we can't read our friends' minds. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I thought Jessica was our best friend. No, Jessica's a fucking cunt. (laughs) But they are friends, you know? And like the fleeting moments of her being a cunt is only her letting, you know? I don't know, dude. No, I know you're right. It feels like it's pretty constant. I'm giving her the... From the the Edward perspective, it feels pretty constant. It's so funny that he... We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> but that that uh, in the front cover is a pomegranate. Um, it is. I'm definitely watching this movie again. Not maybe immediately, but soon. Oh, Goodfellas that you were talking about. Yeah, Twilight. Goodfellas. No, I'm not going to watch like, Twilight. Watch the Twilight series. Um, it's better you than you remember. Okay. But not good. Not good enough it's, to, it's just, to pick up. Better than you remember, but still is not it, good. Is it going to hold up? In 30 years, will they say... So the, the first one, Twilight, yeah, is, in my opinion, substantially better than I remember. Okay. It's, it's not good, but, but it, it's so, it's far better than I remember. Well, that's great. That's they awesome, then. successively get worse. That's not as good. I was to hoping... an exponential factor. Oh. It's like... It's like they switched like Twilight was like, time. oh, this wasn't so bad. I didn't... I remember thinking that all this was terrible, yeah. but this isn't so bad. No, it's, not like, so bad. it's not good, but it's, this isn't so bad. I can have a couple of drinks and watch this. It's okay. Yeah. And then uh, rom com new moon happens, and you're like, oh shit, this mm. sucks. But it's but okay that's also because the book. it's the bad book. Exactly. That's also the book where they spend like you know fucking fifteen pages just fucking writing the fucking months on the fucking uh, pages because we went in, through 15 yes. fucking months not that long and but she's an adrenaline junkie yeah, now yeah and she's doing this and she's fucking riding motorcycle with jacob and blah blah, blah boo oh my god i'm so sad and then so yeah it's, it's just like a garbage book altogether but then then eclipse happens and you're like mm-hmm. oh so it's not just that that book no. was like not fun to get through it's just that this is getting worse and worse and worse and worse i feel like i liked eclipse and i liked a little bit of new moon like the first half you know and then it's like 
after they after Bella became a vampire, I was like, okay, Renesme, that's the lamest oh, name I've God, ever I fucking mean, heard so of. So lazy. And uh and then and then her power sucks and like <laughs> the it's ma- perfect for the moment, but the it's vast like, and then majority it's of Breaking ending. Dawn is it's not fan great. service. It's just like how do we wrap this up so that everybody feels good when they tuck themselves fan in at night? Fan service. Yeah. Yeah, you said it, dude. So that's next week. Anyways, we're going to talk more about that next week. We've already done like 10 minutes today. You can hear us do fucking 50 minutes next week. Yeah. We talk about a thing that like kind of matters to us, but that we also kind of hate. Oh, but we'll keep talking about it for, for years and years to come. It, yeah. It is taken up. That's why I had to finish. And that's why I talked to my friend about it at work that I knew she was going to judge me for it. But <laughs> but what can you do? But what, Yeah. I mean, she read them all too, so. Um, so she's just as wrong as we are. <laughs> but she hasn't read this one yet. Oh, well. So she's not she will, as though. wrong as us yet. She will, though. <laughs> she will. You can't help it. Yeah. I mean, New York Times number one bestseller. Midnight Sun. <sighs> Instant. It's kind of sad. I I like to think that Stephanie Meyer did it out of the goodness of her heart because she didn't need any more money. I don't care about the goodness of her heart. She doesn't know what downwind means. And neither does her editor. <laughs> That's the bigger thing. Is that, <laughs> that, that, that somebody should have caught it. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. Yeah. We'll see you all next week. Y'all know how to talk to us if you want to yeah. talk to us. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, Twitter. Instagram. Do we have an Instagram? I don't know. Yeah, we have an Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We basically never use it, but we have an Instagram. Yeah, we're on those. And... Um, and yeah, every week, Wednesdays. Next week, Midnight Sun, obviously. We'll we'll give you all a book next week after that. I have an idea that I would like to pitch, but Okay. Um, yeah. Uh we'll give it I next don't week. have an idea. We'll give it next week. And this one isn't necessarily new. Advantage like Jordy. So um I already have it bought, so I'm gonna read it whether or not <laughs> we, we do it or not. But um Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. And uh yeah. Into it. All right. Well, uh we'll see you all next week. Uh we're gonna like Jordan said, talk about this dumb thing. That we've already spent some time talking about today. Um, sports are happening. Oh, they're back! I didn't know if they would. Well, come they've been at all. back for a while. Like football, a little bit here and there. Well, not football. Football starts like in another ten days. But or they are doing. Like that. They are doing it. I mean, they say they are. Oh, okay. Well, cool. But it doesn't. I don't know. I feel like it's going to fall apart immediately. It's, Ugh, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> it just sounds I feel so like... stupid. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing. I canceled my fantasy football league this year because uh-huh. I don't think it's going to... Not only just because I don't think it's going to happen because everything else is so terrible that I don't think I can handle it, but like it's just like not going to happen. I don't want to deal right? with another level of... Yeah, no, yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like whatever sports do happen, I should just watch. Right. Not just try to happy strategize it about it. Yeah, exactly. And like Antonio Brown is going to... Not Antonio Brown. Sorry, he Banderas. is never going to play for another team again, probably. Oh. But um, Odell Beckham Jr. That's what I was thinking about. That asshole is going to just be irrespons- irresponsible and fucking get the entire Cleveland Browns team infected because he was dumb, and then like that team doesn't get to play, and like that just doesn't work for fantasy football, right? Right. For whenever you're talking about gambling money does not work for sports well i just hope that the that sports will continue because i think that it keeps like 50 percent of the american population like at 
at calm. You know, I think oh, it keeps, I think yeah. it keeps it like half the population at bay. Like, yeah. and I'm not a big sports guy, but I can tell how much it means to so many people. And, yeah. and, and I really just hope for that that it that it keeps them keeps going because it's you know just I mean, to keep I, things okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll help just keep right. the peace. It'll feel normal. You know, yeah. like we you know that's what we need. Astros are in the middle of a, a game right now. That is the second part of a doubleheader that they had today against the Los Angeles Angels. Well, that's exciting. Isn't baseball and season like coming is, to a close almost? Well, we're just over halfway through. Oh, oh. of the revised season. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and this is the only the second time in history that a doubleheader has happened at Minute Maid Park. Ooh! And the first time that it happened was in 2017. Just after Hurricane Harvey, and we won the World Series that year. So I'm not saying, We're gonna win the and there's World a hurricane Series in the Gulf year. right now that seems to be headed towards Houston. So I'm not saying that I want a terrible storm to devastate the city of Houston, but I am saying that I would like us to have another World Series victory so that's right what now. It takes just like in the before times. Think about it, Houston. If we can shut everybody up about how we cheated in 2017 if we can show them that we won another world series without cheating i mean bill burr said it though like only three years later then maybe they'll all shut up so maybe let's just take one for the team literally and win another world series and everybody will shut up and leave us alone and i don't have to hear it from the mobile supervisor at my store every other fucking day because he's sad (laughs) That Cody Bellinger was terrible during the 2007 World 2017 World Series, and then was the loudest mouth about how, oh my god, I can't believe the Astros cheated against us. Boo hoo! I'm a piece of shit pussy. The the only thing I can add, to literally, this, Cody Bellinger's words. The the only thing I can add is that that year we saw Bill Burr, and he said that if there was going to be a city to to like if we were going to pick somewhere to get hit, um, that uh. He ended up rounding it off like Houston's basically like one of your hands. Like it, right? I could yeah. lose a hand, but like I don't want to lose bad, like my hand. It'd be bad, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like I remember it sucks, that. Yeah. But, so, uh, so Bill Burr said it. You know, like if we're gonna pick a city, you know, we could take Houston, and then we'll win another World Series. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so take ones for the team, guys. I mean, Houston. for all of us. Come on. I know I don't live there, so maybe I don't get to speak on it. But I mean. He's a fan, all right? Uh, people talk shit to me about it every day, so maybe we just all band together and y'all take the hit and the team wins the World Series and everybody just shuts up and I don't have to think about punching people all the time. Ah, I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Doggers and Timestamps. Go Strohs, go Rockets. Strohs. recording jordan jordan that's his name am i popping up loud enough yep is this how i normally talk (laughs) (laughs) all right oh i hit my thing
And I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Will Hedrick, and I'm Will Hedrick. And this is Will Hedrick and Will Hedrick. Do I talk that way? No, that's... No, I, I wish feel I like did. that's how I talk when I say my name. Like, and I'm Jordan Schaffer. That's how I say you, it every you time. You have more of a cadence to I'm you. I'm always, yeah, that I do I that do. every time. It's like, I'm Will Hedrick. I feel like you have a cadence. We're starting. I mean, I guess I literally have a cadence because everybody literally has a cadence. That's sort of the, I guess, kind of the definition. But I feel like mine's fake. I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's like, and I'm Jordan Schaffer. A bit more of production. And yours is like, yeah, this is how I talk. I'm Will Hedrick. This is how I talk in real life. I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm. (laughs) Now I'm all. I wonder how I'm going to do it this time. One time, this is completely unrelated to basically all of that, except for me uh, making fun of my own uh, character. But uh, in Boston, when I worked in the warehouse, mm-hmm. there's this guy that I became friends with. He was like the only cool guy. Not the only cool guy in the warehouse, but the others were like weird warehouse people, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've worked in warehouse situations oh, no, before. Know, yeah, so like, yeah. like they're like... Like you think they might be druggies? They're the people that... Or like they're the also like just kind of like weirdo people yeah like the one guy that like invented D, you know <laughs> like he's, he's working at a warehouse right <laughs> um no i know exactly but there's what this, you're talking about. this one guy that was like okay i can actually like vibe with you we'll mm-hmm. be cool let's be friends we play board games a lot and um he was like you know what i've decided will and i said what what did you decide albie and he said i'm pretty sure that if i didn't know any better i would say that you're like at least first cousins with April Ludgate from Parks and Rec. <laughs> and I said, you might be right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can't have a crush on her anymore. I know. She needs to at least be my second cousin to have a crush on there her. There you go. You're at least second cousins at with least. April Ludgate. That's when you can legally start to have crushes on that's your cousins. Your, that's your Past end? the age of being like 10. Because I think in- when you're like ten or younger, you're allowed to have a crush on your cousin because you don't know anything. Yeah, they're just the girl and that also aged like way faster than everybody. Else. Yeah, and like all the grownups are weirdly separate. pushing you together. Yeah, like that happens all the time, right? Like you have a cousin, oh, yeah. and like your parents and their relatives and the grandparents are like, "Oh, aren't y'all so they're cute so together? Exactly what if you'll have dude. a fake wedding? Oh my god, yeah. it's kind of weird shit. It is weird. Maybe that's a South thing, but it's kind of weird shit. All right, let's go. <clears throat> Because this was all gold, and I hope that you can work this into the podcast somehow. <laughs> I'm going to try and put parts of it in. I'm going to figure out a way. I used to every now and then do lead-ins or mm-hmm. outros Ooh. that were like snippets of the before conversation. Nice. Um, I'm not sure what the last one I did was, but I guess that's because we've only recorded now four episodes since coming back after like five months. <laughs> Have we even done that many? This is the third, I thought. Maybe this is the third. You're right, yeah. Yeah. This is the third. <laughs> We're almost at 100. <clears throat> Where are we? Is this 100? Last week. Ah, oh, fuck. We didn't say anything. Did <laughs> we say gonna... something? We said something leading into it. Oh, and then we didn't care what and happened? And then we totally glossed over it. I was going to mention it, actually. I'm going to verify it right quick. Because I did, I, I saw it on Google Podcasts. I had looked at it and uh, said, uh, okay, that's 100 episodes. Wow, I didn't realize that. But I haven't actually 
Yeah, 100 tracks on SoundCloud. Oh. So last week, shit. Yeah, we totally glossed over it. I forgot entirely. <laughs> mm. Oh, dude, those are... Oh, no, this is episode four. Because we had We're Back. We had oh. Witcher Cast. We had Wise Guy. You're yeah, right. I forgot about the We're Back. I think Witcher Cast was when we might have mentioned that it was 98 that week. Mm. Like, yeah, so two episodes and we'll be 100. And then we totally forgot. Yeah. Dude, those get better as you eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> That's not good because the other ones, I was I was eating the, the new ones and thinking like, I like the old flavor better. And mm. now this one's like, oh shit, dude, <laughs> I wish I had just mouthfuls of those. Bless you. They're really fucking good. Those pretzels are so good and, and I was too like expensive super on into Amazon. Them. Oh, yeah. I was super into them even before we went and took the first hit. Yeah. Now that I'm lit... I just want to the whole fucking bag. I kept trying to think of how to say lit and Jiminy Christmas at the same time. And I was like, lit many Christmas, but that didn't. I, I wouldn't to... have got what you were going for. I know, for. exactly. That's what I was like. I was like, that won't work. And then I was like, how do I say lit in a fun way? And it's like, lit is already fun. <laughs> like, I don't need to, right. I don't need to fun it up. Right. It's fun because we're too old to actually be saying that. Yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's that's cool. That's a Zoomer thing. Zoom? I feel like. I don't know. Is like it Zoom chat? Am I wrong? What is Zoomer? They're the generation beneath millennials. Because they're Zooming all over the place. I didn't know there was a name for that. Oh, cool. I don't know if it's ended up, because uh, I only just started hearing it this year. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to become like the officially accepted thing that they call uh-huh. that generation. <laughs> But at some point, they have to stop saying people are millennials because the millennial generation spans like a 30-year fucking wingspan. It's ridiculous. And so at some yeah. point, they have to stop with that and start the new thing. And yeah, but like that's us what everybody's been saying. Like 40-year-olds are millennials. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's like it's like 10 to 40-year-olds that are alive right now are all millennials. And it's like that. I guess gener- generations are like 30 years. So I guess that's why. It tends to be like really cultural events, you yeah. know, and they mark there the, were like for a period of time, people were saying COVID is going to mark the new one <laughs> just because it's going to make a bunch oh, of Oh man, weirdos. I hope there's a generation named after COVID. That'd be great. Generation fucking. Generation C. And then all of their high school graduations have to be, uh, uh, or their all of their class songs. Every class seer's class song has to be uh, graduation by. Is that vitamin C? Maybe I'm wrong. There was vitamin this, C is a band. It was this '90s pop group. Oh, it was basically just like you can piss us out. Three girls and you know whatever producer was making the you know music happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Vitamin C is a pop group. And I think that they sing a song called Graduation. It's either that's either Vitamin C or it's Destiny's Child. And you know this song. It played at our graduation. Vitamin C, Graduation. What's the song? Here it is. Oh, no. There's several. This is the wrong video. This is the video titled Top 10 Memorable Graduation Songs. <laughs> I want one individual. Ah, yes, it was vitamin C. 
vitamin C graduation parentheses friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's my relationship with vitamin C. Whoops. Did it again to my Google account? Oh. this. Mohawk, black kids, hacky sack. You know this song? Wait till it gets to the chorus. You'll recognize okay. the melody. You'll have to. Nobody knows this actual song. Everybody just knows the melody for the chorus. Because the the backing melody is like a bastardization of Pachelbel's Canon in D minor, which is something that is very commonly played. Because Pachelbel's Canon in D minor is probably like my actual favorite song of all time. Loser. <laughs> and so I can recognize the melody anywhere. Uh, okay. Um, but it's also uh, very commonly played at graduation ceremonies. When we would back whenever we were playing the graduation ceremonies when we were in mm-hmm. band, we would alternate between Pomp and Circumstance mm-hmm. and Pachelbel's Canon in D minor. Okay. All right, let's get this party yeah. started officially. This will be the intro music for this week's episode. Don't do it. They'll demonetize us. Right. <laughs> Were we monetized? Oops. I didn't mean to... They'll, they'll take our video down. Right. Or they'll pull us. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat>